Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. First, let's look at last week's Airbnb legislation proposed by the NDP government. The legislation enforces stricter rules or in short term rentals and uh, cracks down on investment properties um, bought only to rent out. BC United today offered amendments uh, to short-term rental legislation as well. Of course, this is all occurring as Airbnb, Airbnb has been asking their hosts to push back on BC legislation to limit short-term rentals. They're asking those very hosts uh, to email BC MLAs to share their story and ask them to protect uh, the hosts' rights. Now, joining me now to talk a little bit about the debate around short-term rentals is Richard Zussman, Global BC's legislative reporter. Good afternoon, Richard. Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me. Uh, I understand today BC United obviously pushing pushed a little bit uh, in regards to the, the short-term rental legislation that was brought in by the NDP government last week with Premier Eby and uh, Housing Minister Ravi Kalan. Walk me through the amendments that they are proposing that they think will hopefully um, make this legislation a bit stronger and still be flexible enough for those who wish to rent out their properties. Yeah, so it's important to note both Premier Eby and Minister Callan have already come out and said they are not interested in any of these amendments. But it's still worthwhile to talk about what DC United is hearing from industry, from stakeholders. One of the changes is around amending the term limit on what is defined as a short-term rental. So it would go from 90 days to 30 days. That was something DC United says they heard a lot from the film industry on, uh, concerned about the idea Uh, that someone could come to Vancouver to work on a film set and have a lack of options available to them when they're staying for that one to three month range. So there was a call there for changes. What we've heard from government on this issue is that they looked in Ontario at the 30 day uh, number and it led to all sorts of challenges in Toronto uh, when it came to enforcement and also compliance. And they felt it was just a possibility of a giant loophole. That's one change that BC United was looking at. Another one they were looking at is around uh, creating, uh, in essence, a special event caveat. So for something like the FIFA World Cup, there would be exemptions in certain areas, and downtown Vancouver would for sure be, case in point, one of those areas uh, where they would allow for those short-term rentals during that event period. You know, what does an event consist of? You know, that is unclear in these amendments, Mm -hmm. but it was something that was being proposed. And obviously that's to deal uh, with the challenges that are being felt right now in terms of the hotel sector. I don't know how many listeners have tried to book a hotel in Vancouver. I was there a few weeks ago. It was going to be $1,000 a night. And the last one, Jazz, that's important, is an amendment uh, that would have allowed individuals to have one additional property that they use as a short-term rental. So you could own your primary residence and have one other property. It could be a vacation home. It could be a cabin. could be a cottage. 
could be, you know, a weekend suite that you have in Vancouver, Victoria to go visit your family, or it could be an investment property. Mm-hmm. Uh, the amendment would allow you to have that. You and I talked about this last week. Uh, I think I referred to, it, referred to it as mom and pop investors, which I got a lot of calls on this show uh, from a lot of folks who did have investment property, one rental property, and they wanted to, to rent it out. But you were getting back to your original comment in regards to accommodations for uh, special events, uh, big events, sporting events. Here's BC United housing critic Corinne Kirkpatrick talking a little bit about that particular amendment. We know that we don't have enough hotel space and accommodation space in British Columbia and certainly in Vancouver uh, to allow us to host world-class events. And when we look at what we've got coming up in the next few years, I'll just use FIFA 2026 as an example, um, we anticipate, this is on the government's own site, is that there are going to be about 269,000 people coming to British Columbia for that event. And most of those will be outside of Canada, outside of the U.S. We have around 23,000 hotel spaces in uh, the Lower Mainland. Uh, And we know that this government at the same time in the last few years has removed 800 or 1,000 units because they are buying up travel lodges and a lot of that accommodation that would have initially been uh, family-type travel options for people. That's one of the issues is that we've got to anticipate um, that we may not be a place where people come anymore because of the um, issue with not being able to have accommodation. So, Richard, in regards to the three that you uh, were talking about, and you, you know, talked about the the ninety days, thirty days special events, and then and then the last one with an, uh, potentially a investment property. I mean, they don't, they're not too far afield. I mean, they seem to be blunt, reasonable, uh, something worth at least discussing and debating. But uh, you're telling me that the premier and the housing minister slammed the door on this uh, already today. The government is painting this as an issue of investors versus renters. And one of the challenges here is the NDP believes that the renter idea is going to win out every single time, that homes should not be used as investments. The issue comes back to, you know, do we have enough accommodations uh, to ensure the tourism sector can properly run? I have been uh, surprised over the last week how universally this legislation has been praised It's been praised by mayors. It's been praised by the tourism sector. Uh, It uh, it is hard to find organizations that are often happy to come out and criticize government. It's hard to find ones that will criticize here. But it does seem like there is some reasonability here around we need more hotel space. You know, when I come over for the soccer, we can't all crash on your couch, right, Jazz? There <laughs> needs to be places for people to stay in Vancouver. The price is going up for hotels. The demand remains high. Uh, but one thing you hear again and again from mayors uh, and uh, the tourism sector is, well, we also need places for people to live that work in our tourism sector. I spoke to the mayor of Penticton today. Uh, he says this is about balance. The one issue he has is we haven't yet seen the details on the province's legislation about housing. Penticton and so many communities need housing. They want assurances from the province more housing is coming Mm -hmm. before they can unequivocally support the idea of getting rid of this short-term rental stock. Because if it's this is the province's solution to housing, stop short-term rentals and, and not ensure that more housing is built, 
that's going to be a problem for places like Penticton and likely others in the province. So uh, you think moving forward, the NDP are going to stick to their legislation, ignore these amendments, and they think it's a winner because they haven't heard many uh, people complaining. No, and part of it is they also have tools and regulation. I would not be surprised if they look at the day limits. 30 days seems to be an uncomfort level, but I wouldn't be surprised if they build into regulation some exemptions for the sector. The problem is you have right now these companies that are operating in essence as full-time short-term rentals. And in part, that's for visitors. In part, that is for the film sector. That is for the medical sector where you may have doctors traveling in to work, you know, one, two, three months at the hospital, maybe for patients. When you have a legislation, a blanket piece of legislation like this, all of those places go away. They turn into long-term rentals. They turn into people's primary homes. So when you do need them for situations, as I described, they are gone. So that's the balance that the province is trying to strike here, is to ensure that they have some space available for people in these circumstances. You know, you're moving, you're, you're maybe moving to Vancouver. and you're, you're in a temporary location before your home's available. These are all legitimate reasons for why a long-term rental or short-term rental would be a crucial piece here. Uh, the province, I don't think, has found the solution yet. And, and that may come in regulation, but I, I'm, I'm not sure what it is to accommodate these concerns while also ensuring that more places become available for people to rent or for people to buy. Richard, thank you. Yeah, my pleasure as always, Josh. Thanks for having me.